0: Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 199 of the Extraordinary Moms podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today to today's show. We have an incredible revisit episode with one of your favorite guests that we've had on the show so far. We're going to catch up with her a little bit later in the episode. But first, I want to tell you just a couple things. First, I want to thank again Jen Sabin Satley for coming on the show on Tuesday. Were you guys so blown away by Jen? Her story is so incredible, and I could not recommend her book enough. That's linked over at extraordinarymomspodcast.com if you want to check out her book. She is so incredible, and I hope you'll make one of her recipes soon, because not only is she an incredible person, but she's an amazing cook as well. So check that out for sure. I also want to tell you about another podcast I'm loving lately. It's the Motivating Mom podcast with Lisa Druxman. Lisa is the founder of the Fit for Mom program, Stroller Strides, all of that. She was also a guest on the podcast a while ago on episode 105. So the Motivating Mom podcast is the place for moms that want to feel inspired to eat clean, live fit, and be happy. They talk about food, fitness, life balance, and living with purpose and passion. I love Lisa's perspective on life and parenthood. So if you like this podcast, you're probably also going to love that one as well. So check out the Motivating Mom Podcast with Lisa Druxman. All right, well let's get right into our podcast. Our revisit episode today is with Jess Toulson. Jess was a guest on episode ninety-one. So if you haven't already listened to that, go back. At the time she lived in Russia, now she lives in Turkey because her husband is a professional basketball player over there. She lives a very unconventional life, but you will be so compelled and inspired by her positivity, her energy. and her perspective on life, and the way she views challenges. So we'll get an update on how her life in Turkey is going, and then we'll also ask her some fun revisit questions. Jessica is such a delight, and I can't wait to chat with Jess Toulson. So let's get to it. All right. I am so excited to have back one of my very favorite guests from, I don't know, was it like way over a year ago, Jess? I think so. Yes. Jess Toulson. It was like,
1: actually, yeah, it was like probably... 15 months ago.
0: Wow. And life has changed a lot for you, Jess. If people aren't familiar, they can go back to your episode. But at the time I was talking to you in Russia, since then you came back to America for a few months and now you live in Turkey. This is not normal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. so we live this strange life, which requires a lot of moving, but a lot of fun adventures and a totally different, um, type of lifestyle. Not the traditional stay in one place, raise your family. We're, like, all over the place. So we moved um, from St. Petersburg, Russia, to Istanbul, Turkey. And I've been here for about six weeks now.
0: And what really struck me about our last conversation is when we talked about making friends in Russia, you talked about how you had so many international friends and how sometimes you were unable to communicate in the same language, but that you were still able to develop these connections with people. And I think your attitude has so much to do with it.
1: Don't you think? Yeah. So I think a really big part of things is that I just, um, I feel like Mothers in general, or women in general, or looking for some sort of connection. And I feel like women just have this ability to communicate with one another without even speaking the same language, Mm. just through smiles or like putting your kids next to each other and just both of you sharing like a happy moment, seeing that both of your kids are happy. And so I don't feel um, a necessity to speak the. A fluent language with people that I consider to be friends. Yes, of course, it makes it more convenient mm-hmm. or you get to know them on a deeper level. But I have friends in all different countries that I, I can barely even communicate really with outside of like, um, like charades and <laughs> like facial expressions. <laughs> but I totally consider them friends. And I think it's just women wanting to connect with women.
0: Well, and do you think this has led you to be more animated or have you always been this animated, Jess? (laughs) You
1: know, I've always been like, basically I've always been a spaz is really what you're trying to say. (laughs) No,
0: I love it so much.
1: I, I think that I've kind of always been this way. So in a way, it's like helped a bit with communicating while living in all these different places because for sure if I was like shy and timid I would probably have a totally different story for you but I'm just not and I don't have a problem you know trying to play charades with someone like in the grocery stores all the time I'm like trying to draw pictures of what I'm looking for or like like googling names or whatever just to try to get what I need and I don't have any problem just putting myself out there and most likely making a huge fool of myself all the time. You're the best. But.
0: No, it's awesome. And and for somebody like you that is confident, that is outgoing, I guarantee you there's a quiet mom walking to the grocery store praying for a friend. And then here comes Jess bounding up like we have kids the same <laughs> age.
1: Let's go to the park.
0: And she's you so grateful. I'm sure that's it happened is, to you.
1: It has happened. I'm not even kidding. I just don't believe in, like, just coincidences. I really don't. Like, and I can just tell you how many friendships I've made in the most random places, like, times when I don't usually go to, you know, the grocery store. Or a time of day when I don't usually go to the gym. And on that time of day, I randomly do or something like that. And I swear it's fate. And that's how I meet friends is just, like, we're meant to connect and I, I, I mean, I believe in God very much and I feel like I'm being looked out for, or maybe the girl is, the other Mm -hmm. woman is being looked out for. And I feel like we're put in situations a lot that we're supposed to meet other, like someone else. Mm -hmm. And so like, I'll tell you this crazy, crazy story that happened to me just today. It's actually funny. We're talking, Ooh, I was in the gym and Jess, I was explaining to you a little bit earlier that I live in like a I live in a pretty conservative area of Istanbul, so the women are all, you know, um, fully covered or headscarves, and that that carries over into the gym. So a lot of women in my gym are wearing long sleeve black and long, um, long sleeve pants or long pants, and then they'll wear like baggy workout clothes over and then they'll wear a headscarf Mm -hmm. and most of the women here as I've seen so far are um, comfortable walking on the treadmill and that's pretty much what I've seen so far and today while I was in the gym and I'm I'm really you know I've told you before I love exercising that's a way I connect with people but here at the gym I've never seen women other women lift weights other than myself so today for the first time I saw this girl she had her headscarf on, she had her long sleeve, it's like a, they wear, you know, it's like a modest clothing mm-hmm. that we are under their exercise clothes, huh. she was lifting weights, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the first other woman I've seen lifting weights, I have to tell her, like, I'm proud of her, I, I love you, yeah, <laughs> I was like, what do I say, so in the, like, my typical, like, voice that I use when I'm talking to someone that doesn't speak English, I was like, uh, excuse me, English. And she's like, oh my gosh, I speak English. I'm from America. What are you doing here? And I was <gasps> like, what? So honestly, like, it turns out this girl is actually Syrian. She was born in America. She married a Turkish man, like this crazy story, but she is an American living here and the fact that she was there at the same time as me she told me she never works out that that time of day that we were there today and we connected and I just can't I can't believe that was like I mean it's just a coincidence like she was she's been praying for friends Not that I'm trying to make this a religious no. conversation but she's been praying for friends because she just moved here as well and I've been praying for friends and then here we both meet in the gym at random times that we don't normally meet and it's just you know I I think that it's just it takes that step of just kind of stepping out and me like wanting to just tell her like at a girl, like, I love that you're lifting weights and being willing to kind of make myself a little bit uncomfortable for just a second to connect with someone that it opens all these doors, you know, to friendships.
0: Well, yeah. And what's the worst that could happen? She's like, didn't speak English. And then you never saw her again. Like, that's not right, the worst thing in the world. English, like, yeah. her
1: a thumbs up. And she's like, all right, whatever. Okay. Cool. Don't know what that was, but okay.
0: And then everyone moves yeah. on. But by taking that risk, yeah. you found out way more than that. You got way more than you bargained for. Yeah. How wonderful.
1: Exactly. That's amazing. And I think a lot of times too, I'm so like, I don't want anyone to be fooled. Like when they're, I think something that can be a common misconception is like, people will say all the time to me and I, I understand because of like social media and things like that. And like, Oh, it just looks like you're always on a vacation or like you get to just travel and see the world all the time, which I understand that because it, it does. It sounds exotic to live in Istanbul, Turkey, and it sounds like this, like, you know, wanderless life. But really, I'm trying my very best to make a normal lifestyle like I would have at home in Provo, Utah, in Istanbul, Turkey. And my kids are trying to go to school. I'm trying to grocery shop. I'm cooking dinner, I'm cleaning my house, I'm doing the very usual things that I would be doing at home in Provo, but I'm doing it over here in Istanbul. So I think that sometimes it's this misconception of like, it looks so easy, it looks so fun, she's traveling, but really, it's lonely and it's hard. Mm. So I think there's times when I'm just so like in need of contact that I'm just really out there and kind of push my comfort level
0: sometimes. Yeah, well, and it, and it ultimately usually pays off for you. And I was thinking a lot about this lately. So, like, I bet when you moved to Russia there was some mm-hmm. uncertainty there and you didn't know anybody there. And, you know, and there's always a hard thing about giving up an old life for the unknown of a new life. And then you loved Absolutely. Russia and you were thriving and you had the best driver ever, who I'm sure you miss every day. You guys were Oh my like gosh, <laughs> my buddy Constantine! The, the best! Bobsy and twins. everyone
1: always asks about him, where's
0: Constantine needs to move to Turkey for you. I just feel for you. Yeah. You're missing your other half. But anyway, like you found your normal there. And then you move back to Utah. And there's totally great things about being there with family and friends and normals and being able to go buy Skippy peanut butter, you know. And yeah. then, you, then you move again. And how do you go about this future focus where you realize you're giving up things in the past that you love and, you know, you would love to continue – for the sake of expanding your life in a new way, even when it pushes you outside your comfort zone. Does that make
1: sense? Yeah. So something I have to tell myself continuously is at the the first few months of any move, I don't want to say months, probably like two months. I don't want to, I mean, because obviously we're not in any place for an extended amount of time, but I always tell myself, Every time I move somewhere new, I have this weird amount of time that I just don't feel at home. I don't feel settled. I feel uncomfortable a little bit. And I tell myself that I felt that way every single place I've lived. I felt that way when I was living in Spain on the beach. Mm -hmm. I felt that way when I was living in Italy. Like, you show up somewhere and it's just not your home. Mm Mm-hmm. But I've told myself like after I have to give it a certain amount of time and one by one like little things come together that without even noticing all of a sudden I'm feeling this like ease of life again. And that's when I feel like, okay, this is starting to feel like a place I can call home because things that felt difficult when I first arrived have somehow smoothed out. Or we get into a new routine? And it does. It starts to feel a little bit like home. So I just always have to tell myself, like, I can learn to love something about every place we're living. Mm-hmm. What, it doesn't have to be my favorite place. I'll have memories from other cities. I'll have friendships that I miss dearly. But there's, there's things to love about every place. And it definitely helps me knowing that my husband can't play professional basketball for his entire life. So I'm not going to be in Istanbul, Turkey until he retires Mm. at whatever age. Like, it's like, I'll be in Istanbul, Turkey for the next few months. Like this year I'll be here about, you know, six months and then I'm home again. So it's like, I can endure any sort of short time. Like, I think it'd be totally different if I was like plopped in Istanbul knowing I had like a 15 year timeline that I was going to
0: be here. You know what
1: I mean? No, absolutely. So that changes Mm -hmm. things also because I just know it's always a shorter amount of time.
0: Yeah, and I think that's true for any time somebody's in a season of a little bit of discomfort, just giving yourself Mm -hmm. that grace period of adjustment and then realizing Mm -hmm. even after you feel adjusted and even though this will eventually feel like home to you to some degree, it's never going to be permanent either and there's always good things on the horizon But you can still enjoy where you're at right now. But I think that grace period, I feel the same way when I move around. That It's about three to six months, really. And I know it's different for me because you have shorter periods of time where you live there. But, yeah, three to six months to really feel like you know how to get to the grocery store and you know your aisles and you have your people Mm -hmm. and people know you exist and things like that.
1: Right, Mm -hmm. right. And I I always have to ask myself, too, like when I am feeling like this major discomfort or really off day or something – I always have to tell myself, like, am I really giving this my all? Mm. Like, am I really trying to find my way or to immerse myself? Or am I really – or am I am I being sulky? Because I think sometimes we can put ourselves in this, like, oh, well, my life is just kind of hard, woe is me type mm-hmm. moment. And that doesn't get your family anywhere, It doesn't get you anywhere. It doesn't help your husband feel settled with this new transition or anything. Like, of course, something I had to learn in Russia, though, that I also feel like I should be clear on is I had to learn finally that it was okay for me to say that not everything is. like, I don't have to always be tough. Mm. Like, it was okay for me. I had to learn in Russia that it was, like, I needed to be able to tell someone, like, no, you know what, this is hard. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm actually feeling, like, this is really, this area of my life is really hard right now, because I have this, I think sometimes a little bit of a problem I have, too, is just, like, everything's fine. Like, I it's okay. We're just going to be okay, you know, and mm-hmm. acting like everything's just fine. And really, it's okay to sometimes tell ourselves, like, wait, no, this is hard. This area of my life is hard. Mm-hmm. Feel sorry about it. Have your moment. But then do give it your all. Get over it or find a solution for yourself or, you know, go about it a different way and really – Give it your all and solve the problem, you know, but it's okay to, like, have some times that just don't, like, that everything doesn't feel perfect. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Oh, absolutely. And I love that you're saying that because to some people, yeah, it might look like you are living the glamorous life and the jet setting life and you have it all together. Mm-hmm. And um, But you're probably missing your gym buddies. You're probably, you know, wishing you had more of that camaraderie. And like you, we were talking yes. before the call, like the schooling situation is tough with your kids right now. And if that's leaving you really isolated, it's okay yeah. to not have things be ideal. If it's, permeating your whole life and you're unable to like dig yourself out that's when you have to kind of reevaluate but it's okay to realize this is a hard aspect but like you said think of those solutions and at least to try and work your way towards a better outcome it may not happen right right away though yeah
1: i have this like really small checklist that my darling husband does such a good job of knowing that I have this small checklist of things that really help me feel like settled somewhere and it's I always just tell him find me a place with a gym so that I can sweat instead of cry if I want to (laughs) and I just need a way to have my friend or my my kids feel like they have some friends and then I'm fine then well, we're good. Yeah, you know, like those those things, like everything else, might be rocky, and other things might, like, you know, like the schooling. Like you said, I'm having a really tough time getting my son Asher settled with an international school. I'm ending up homeschooling, which is has never been something that I had thought I would do. Not against it, but just yeah, you know, it's just not it really something I had ever like sought after doing for my children. So like things are. Different, but those things are happening. I do have mm-hmm. a gym and I'm loving it, and it's a totally, totally different type yes. of thing I've ever worked out before. But it's like every day I'm going, and my eyes are like culture, 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 mind blown, like amazing. <laughs> so that's cool. And then slowly, some friendships are evolving from. Really random run-ins with people, or sweet people on Instagram reaching out to me that live here, and that's just been something that's been so cool. So, wow, my small checklist is starting to kind of get checked. You know, yeah, yeah.
0: Look at you, and I and I have no doubt your attitude just has everything to do with it. You're just delightful. Anybody would be be lucky to find you on the street. (laughs) Maybe maybe come live with me, and you'll think otherwise. Oh no, not at all. Well, I am just so glad to be able to catch up with you, get an update on your life. I just want to ask you a few fun random questions, if that's okay, for this revisit episode. I would love it. Okay. Um, do you have any favorite mom hacks or tips that are just, like, saving your bacon?
1: Okay. Mom hacks or tips. Oh, my gosh. Now I feel like I have to have, like, something really you cool. It doesn't have to be to genius. It. <laughs> it does
0: not have to be.
1: Here's one. Um, with my twins, Remy and Marlo... This might sound like in the beginning I was like, oh, well, okay, I'm just going to lay it out there. <laughs> it used to be really hard for me to enjoy cooking because I felt like when I was cooking, my girls were the most whiny. Mm-hmm. And I think moms sometimes feel like that. It's like, I'm trying to finally cook dinner and all my kids are just crying. And I have found that everything, everyone is happier when I plop two, two stools next to the counter And I let them get their little hands mixing or pouring some, you know, salt in or doing a couple ingredients. And I feel like in the beginning when I was frustrated with them whining and stuff all the time, it was, like, really that I needed to involve them more. And so my little tip is sometimes that, yes, I could be faster and cleaner by myself, Mm -hmm. but just actually involve your kids a little bit more. And it makes everyone happier.
0: That is a great tip. I totally agree. You're right. Dinner could be on the table in 20 minutes and now it'll take 45 and a lot of extra sleeping, but it's worth it. And they help. Yes, And they're more likely to eat the food that they help prepare as well. Love it. Yes. They're like, I did this. I did this. Your girls are darling. Um, do you have an embarrassing mom moment that stands out in your mind?
1: Oh my gosh. Okay. This actually happened the other day. Yes. Um, my daughter <laughs> i'm not gonna name names so that she doesn't hate me 15 years down the road when she listens listens to this yes but um yeah we were at the mall and my daughter totally wet her pants and of course i had to walk through like the entire rest of the mall um, my other mama, twin was, like, hi, screaming, hi, 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 crying, mama. and then my twin that wet her pants, I'm, like, walking through the mall with my, I'm carrying her, and she's all wet, I'm all wet, I have another toddler screaming, my son's, like, lagging hi, behind, mama. like, Mom, what is happening? And I'm, i, I mean, serious, we already stand out here enough, like, really, we stand out. And then walking through, like, this, like, Peter pants. Screaming, sun lagging <laughs> behind, it was like I was dripping sweat. I mean seriously, dripping sweat, got to oh, the car. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Really? And then you know what? I got in the car and I was like, How dumb could I be? I'm at the mall where I could have just ran into H and M and bought new underwear and pants. But like Did I think about that at the time? At the time, you're just mortified. That would have been so smart, but no, I didn't think about it. So instead, I was just so mortified and sweating (laughs) and exhausted, really exhausted by the end of it. Oh,
0: we have all been there. Every mom's going, yep, been there, there been there. But yes, should have just bought the underwear. That would have solved it. But at the time, Why
1: didn't I think of that at the time?
0: Come on. Oh my gosh. We've all been there. So you travel a lot. Do you have any travel tips for people traveling with young kids?
1: Oh, my gosh. How long do you want me to take? No, I'm just kidding. Okay, I'll tell you my number one, and I have so many people that have done this now, and they tell me all the time, like, that was the best. Okay, so um, I do this for all my kids. So my son Asher is six, and then my girls are three, just for a lot of people that don't know. Uh, but I, I this works for any ages. I make surprise bags for the airplane so each child has their own bag I just use like a ziploc bag and then I will take and wrap little prizes I'll wrap them with like wrapping paper or uh that's like time I, I don't want it to be like people to think it has to be like so time consuming but I'll just put like Individual little prizes inside of bags. It's like the dollar section from Target. And then genius every bit it. throughout the flight. Like all, because we fly about eighteen hours most of the time when we're traveling overseas. <sighs> oh. So all like set timers, um, and then they'll get a prize out of the bag. So they're they're the whole flight. They're like knowing that if they stay in their seat and if they're, you know, playing well, then in Fifteen minutes. When the timer goes off, my mom's gonna give me a prize, and I know that lots of people will be like, "Oh my gosh, that's just spoiling your kids, possibly." But at the same time, if you've ever flown, For you don't care. Eighteen what, hours. Just, you just want your kid to be happy, and like, so yes, it's like, sure, you're giving up like ten. Dollars worth of little prizes, Aww. but to me, I'll spend ten dollars all day, every day, if it means that an eighteen-hour flight is endurable.
0: And I, I wrap up that, their, and I wrap up their snacks, even you know, instead of just handing them a packet of pretzels, I will literally wrap up the packet of pretzels as one of the things. Yes, yes but it's novel.
1: Totally. See, uh-huh. thank you. Yep. I'm glad yep. that you have done this as well. And Genius. My kids love like the on the airplane. They'll do like those books from the dollar section at Target where Mm -hmm. it's like a water marker yes anyway they'll do those for like a solid hour on the plane so I give a lot of activity prizes where it's like okay it's your prize but also you're going to play with it for another like the next hour because it's an activity
0: genius yep totally I totally agree what is your favorite way to recharge on a kind of tough day
1: so um, I love to give myself, well, A, I love to go on walks. I love walking. I like to work out really intensely. I I know I talk about this all the time, but I love to just walk. And so that's a way I like to recharge is not like an intense workout, Mm -hmm. but just kind of like walking by myself thinking but also, I'll give myself quiet time because while we're over here, like, we're not constantly doing play dates with people. Like, it's a lot of time, like, me and my kids. Right. And so, I totally turn on a show for my kids, tell them that mommy needs 20 minutes, and I'll give myself quiet time. And I will put myself in my room, and I will lay on my bed, shut the curtains, and, like, 20 minutes of silence. My kids are really good about it, and I feel totally, like, recharge from it like okay I'm gonna open my door and I can you know finish this day well because I feel like if I don't sometimes take those 20 minutes like everything's spiraling out of control because I'm ti- a little bit tired moms get overly tired so it's like I need a toddler nap 20 minutes quiet in my room, and I can come out and, like, handle the day much better than before.
0: Totally. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. Mom timeout is always a good thing. Yes. Way better than a mom tantrum. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yes. Okay, on a more serious note, what is the thing about motherhood or just in life in general right now that's kind of keeping you up at night? What do you go to bed thinking about?
1: So my darling son, Asher, I'm losing – hours and hours of sleep over it right now um usually he's very social like his mother and right now we are in the i don't know if many people are very familiar with istanbul but it's a massive massive city about like i think it was like 15 million people wow um that are recorded and then there's tons of people that just aren't in the census but anyway massive city constant traffic and so um the journey to the international school would end up being like an hour and a half on a bus for my son wow and so they would pick him up at six forty in the morning and he would get home about like five thirty in the afternoon and he's a first grader and so I that just was not sitting well with me so I've opted out of doing that for him. And, um, the thing that makes it hard is international schools, wherever we live, that's our connection. That's our immediate in with friends for my kids. Like that, I mean, obviously that's that way for, you know, a lot of people is school, but like, we don't even have like neighborhoods really like that doesn't happen easily when you're an expat living in a foreign country. Hmm. um, It's not like you knock on your next door neighbor, like, hi, where the Americans can, you know, anyway. You're an
0: option for a friend, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's that, yeah, it makes, it makes sense when you've lived in like these strange places. But anyway, yeah, I'm totally losing sleep right now about how do I still create a, like, so, like, socializing for my child how do I make sure that I'm educating him well enough without putting him in a situation where we go home and I've like made him behind because I'm not a school teacher by any means. Um, how do I make him feel comfortable with this move when really he was, he was really happy at home Mm -hmm. before we, you know, came over here with loads of great friends and everything. But you know, I'm losing sleep over it, but he is doing so well. Like, he has not even complained. He doesn't, like, cry about friends. He's, like, saying hi to kids outside when we're outside. And Anyway, he's just – he's totally – he's loving homeschool, which I'm like, I don't know what you're loving about <laughs> it cause your mom has no clue what she's doing. <laughs> but, you know, we're, I'm. it's actually turning into a cool hmm. – Um, like one-on-one time with him that I haven't had in so long because I've had twin babies for years. So I feel like it's turning into a really cool time with just him. But anyway, I just want to make sure that as any mother that I'm doing the right things for him and that he's going to be okay and that he feels, you know, happy and that he's, thriving and not just surviving but the cool thing about him is that he really understands really well because I'm I'm telling him all the time that the reason we're doing this is because his dad is trying so hard to like make a living for our family Mm -hmm. and so he knows that it's important that we're doing this and that we're not complaining about it and that we're not whining about it and that this is how our dads provides for our family and how he gets to take soccer classes because of his dad working and you know that it's okay for him to like miss friends and feel like it's sad like miss people but that we don't it's not because we're like punishing him Mm. you know we're Mm -hmm. not trying to make his life just miserable by doing this
0: yeah absolutely you are such a good mom Jess like just the intention you put behind every choice that you make for your family and. Yes, your family and your kids—you're all making sacrifices by moving all over the place. But the intention you put behind it and the attitude with which you are modeling for your kids to approach even the hard situations—you're doing such a good job.
1: Well, I, you know what? I don't know that I am, but that's <laughs> so sweet of you to say. I, I, feel I mean like every it. Every mom—we're we're all trying to do our best, mm-hmm. but we make we make mistakes as we go and we learn as we go. And it's just—it's really nice to view. To say that because I'm trying. I'm I am really, really trying. <laughs> I know you
0: are. I know you are, but you're doing it. So just believe me. For the, for the moments you. when you're not really believing it yourself, just be like, well, Jessica told me this. So. Jessica told me. I and she talks I'm to a lot me. of good moms. So if I'm one of them, then this must be pretty good. <laughs> oh. Well, I wanted to just close with one final question. What is your favorite part of being a mom right now?
1: So – it's interesting because I feel like right now my kids are at ages where I'm, like, really having fun with them. And I hear people say all the time, like, they love the baby phase, and I love the baby phase. Of course, I think squishy, yummy babies are so cute, and um, crawling is so cute and everything. But for me, having, two, like, twin babies was, like – it was it was hard. And, like, then I felt like I was – pulled because like I couldn't spend as much time doing stuff with Asher because I had two babies crying and it was just kind of this hard time for me as a mom where like I felt pulled a lot and like I wasn't meeting everyone's needs because sometimes how do we as moms like handle all of it sure but I feel like right now like things are just feeling easier as far as like Remy and Marlo are three, they're getting a little bit more independent. And so we're able to like go and do more Mm -hmm. and explore more and have actual like fun, all three of my kids and me and my husband. And it's just like easier. Mm. And, um, I'm just like enjoying doing activities with them. Like I've been doing so much more like cooking and more painting and more play-doh. And it's like, they're at, these ages where they're really getting into it instead of I mean the messes are just making a mess (laughs) yeah and it's like that's fine too but like you know whatever but like I'm having fun sitting down and teaching my kids things and I feel like they're at an age where they're all kind of like into listening to me a little bit more so that's just what I'm enjoying so much is I feel like I'm able to have fun with all three of my kids and I'm not Mm. feeling as much of that like mom guilt where I was feeling before when Remy and Marla were smaller and requiring like all of my attention. So I feel like we've entered a good phase. Does that, does that make sense? What
0: a good season. Absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that they are close enough in age we're kind of in the same season where it's like less dictated by nap time and more about yes. similar activities and everyone's participating instead of just having two twins in a stroller while somebody else is playing tennis or whatever.
1: Yeah, exactly. I get it. Oh, exactly. yeah, that and is like, fun. We're, we go to Legoland and Remy and Marlo are just as obsessed with Legoland as Asher is. So fun. Like You know, like that, that sort of stuff. So those mm. activities we're able to do here in Istanbul. It's like all three of my kids – are able to enjoy it with me, which I I'm love loving.
0: That. Jess, it has been so fun catching up. You continue to be one of my favorite guests, and just one of my favorite people that I've never met. <laughs> just
1: I know, because it, I, I love you, and just I don't, you know, because I think of your positivity it's so fun through social media. People, yeah. I know that sometimes it gets a bad rep, but no. to me, I've made so many friendships with people that I still haven't met in person, but that like I I truly love and I yeah. appreciate your friendship. So thank you for mm. letting me. On your podcast again. Yes.
0: It's my pleasure and I'm sure everyone will be so glad to get the update from you. Keep going. You're you're exiting that initial window of time. So you're just on the dawn of a feeling like home in Istanbul. I can feel it, Jess. Oh
1: thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Oh,
0: you're the best. I hope you just enjoy your time there. I hope those concerns you have for your kids and socialization. You know, you just keep doing what you're doing, and it's bound to catch up with you. It just truly is. You're you're so extraordinary. I, I believe
1: it's on the horizon, too. Yeah. I'm going to keep pushing. It'll it'll all come together. It really will.
0: Amazing. Well, what time is it in Istanbul? It is 11.42 a.m. in California. What time is it there? So
1: 10 10.42 p.m. Wow. here. So 11-hour do- time change.
0: You're done with your day. There you go. Yeah. So uh, you can go to sleep now. Good job. Thanks for coming back, Jess. You're just amazing. love you so
1: much
0: thank you that was such a fun chat with Jess it was so good to talk to her even though we're on completely different schedules she made it work after one of her husband's games so thanks Jess for coming on the show you are the best and wouldn't you just want to run into Jess in the grocery store or at the gym and have her be your best friend I would love that she would make Istanbul feel like home to me so keep going Jess you got this All right, we have a great, great episode next week for you. It is episode 200, and my guest is Chanel Nielsen. Chanel is an extraordinary mom of five, and she has battled disordered eating for much of her life. So she's going to talk about her journey with that. We're going to talk about body image. We're going to talk about modeling that for our kids and what we want our kids to know about being confident individuals. It's just a great conversation from a truly extraordinary mom, and I know you're going to love it so, so much. So thank you so much for tuning into the podcast today. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at Jessica Dalquist 3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms Podcast. You can find any of the show notes from this episode or other episodes on ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. I hope you guys have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.